bro, where have you been? I've been waiting for you to call me back all day. Like, we definitely got some stuff to talk about. You around people? You around people? Well, you got your headphones? Put your headphones in, please. with me Rachel Renee if this is your first time hearing my lovely voice I feel compelled to inform you that there is an episode right before this one which is just an introduction and some things you can look forward to in listening to this podcast I hope you all are doing well and that your week is going good so far you know as I said in the previous episode today's topic will be on no other than trauma I hope y'all are ready <laughs> for real because i know i am but before we get into all of that first things first let's look up the definition of what trauma is because a lot of these psychological words are being heavily misused nowadays and are very sensationalized so let's get into that okay so y'all remember i said i'm a googlehead right right so googlehead said (laughs) that trauma is an emotional response to a terrible accident. Now, keep in mind that trauma doesn't only have to be mental or emotional, but it can also be physical. Anyway, though, today we're going to be talking about mental trauma, emotional trauma. So like I said, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible accident. Remember that. Now, y'all. I'm the type of person that loves when people can just get to the point and can actually keep my attention. Like, those people are usually great storytellers and like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it just so happens I'm one of those people. <laughs> nah, but in order to help others, it's important to show your understanding and sympathy regarding the issue at hand. So I'm gonna let y'all in on a traumatic situation And I just want to say this is a very vulnerable moment. Like, I don't go around just sharing my personal business with people. But yeah, I'm happy to because I need people to know that they are not alone. And I just want everyone to be informed about these things and how to go about or carry yourself. But not only that, but, you know, just show y'all how I got to the place where I am right now, and it's only the grace of God, but how I have gotten healing and how I have continued to go through the healing process. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to get into it, but also, like, (laughs) go get therapy. But yeah, let's get into this story. So let's set the scene. I was 17 years old and at this time I worked at a movie theater, a widely known movie theater. I will not be spilling any names, so a widely known movie theater. (laughs) But um, my job as an usher was to um, greet customers, rip the tickets, and locate them to where their theater would be. And then afterwards, we would all switch off and clean 
certain theaters like you would just check and clean in there and let me tell y'all something i would find a lot of money when you go to the movie theaters you need to be careful because yeah it's dark in there you just you know being willy-nilly just like going all up in your pocket and your purses and stuff like that and things falling out it don't go to lost and found <laughs> it go right to the person that found it but nah um yeah so that was my job and like it wasn't bad like it was really easy it wasn't bad like i'm the type of person when it comes to jobs like i'm not trying to be mean but i just don't really go to work looking for friends like i go to work to get the money and then i leave <laughs> like i can say like it was teenage town like there was one adult and he is going to be a part of the story so remember that the other adults were just like a ma like managers assistant managers the heads of the heads that would come and like check everything out there were no adults that i knew of other than the one man that will be mentioned but whenever i was on shift it was just us teenagers so we was running everything and I don't know. It was, I like I said, I don't really, I'm not, I'm a cool person and I don't mean that to be like, yeah, I'm a cool, like chill. Like, no, like seriously, like I just be in my own lane. Like I don't mess with people. <laughs> it just seemed like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It just be feeling like, people just see me and they be picking me out it's weird yeah it's it's real weird it gets spooky it gets spooky vibes like it gets very much that but we won't move on <laughs> so um yeah there were no adults working except for this one guy and he is like the main character I'm the main character, but he's the, like, antagonist, like, period. Yeah, he the antagonist, and we're going to nickname him Pedo because that's who he is. Um, everybody liked him, and now that I think back at it, I don't know if they liked him or feared him. I guess he worked for the company for a very long time, but... Everybody was really, like, on his back, <laughs> and I didn't understand. I think maybe that's what happened. Like, I came into the picture, and I just was there for the money, not to kiss nobody's butt. Like, and maybe he was just feeling like, how dare she? I don't know, but I just know that everybody liked him. It seemed like they did, and... He was funny, like he had like a sense of humor and I guess like, I don't know, like he acted like a kid, like he acted like a kid and I think that's what people like liked about him, but I don't know. I just observe people and I don't, I'm not quick to just run up and no I don't like getting I don't like running up and getting done up like <laughs> when you watch everybody else do that and you just sitting in a sideline watching like 
that person on the bleachers is me. Like, <laughs> it's a lot thinking back on these moments. Um, he works behind the concession stand. So, you know, the it's the front door, then the ushers, and the concession stand. The concession stand right behind it was like ghost town we would sometimes like just mingle amongst each other like when movies were going and there was nothing to do like we would all just either stand there or somebody come to you and talk or you go to somebody else and talk but whenever he came around I could just tell he was being very flirtatious and it was just like you know you just want to be left alone like please just leave me alone <laughs> Um, but I think like what annoyed me was like, he had this way about him where he was always like using his age and it was just like, it was like, okay, we get it. Like we get it. It was just something about him. Like the way he carried himself was annoying. Um, and like, yeah, when I found out his age, I was like, wow, ew. Why are you trying to hit on a 17-year-old? Like, it was just weird. So one day I was hanging out with, like, this one guy that was on shift with me as an usher. I'm going to find out he was cousins with Pedo. And, like, sometimes he would talk to me. I'll be like, why is he like that? And he'll be like, I don't know. Like, we're not, like, cousins, cousins, but he's, like, on my dad's side, something like that. But, like, he was really nice to me. He would always come around. And he's not, Pedo was not the only one. Like, there would be this other boy that would come around and, like, always talk about a lot of inappropriate stuff. And I was the type of person to, like, laugh things off in uncomfort, well, discomfort. Um, or I would, like, be saying the opposite of what my face was telling someone like I'll be smiling but like in a way of it I guess me trying to say like please walk away like I don't want you in my face talking all this like rah I don't care about like bye please but you know that's something I've learned too like body language facial expressions and just like I think I try to save face a lot like I don't I still, to this day, don't like confrontation, and I didn't like to, like, get in it with anyone, even if it meant being uncomfortable. As long as I don't have to get into it with someone, I will do what I have to do, and, like, that's total nonsense, like, and I apologize to myself, like, right now, like, it's crazy, and that's something that we will be discussing in another episode, but... Like, y'all, please don't do that. If you're uncomfortable, speak up and say it. Um, but yeah, Pedo would come around and he would just be weird. And it's just like, okay, this is disgusting. Like, leave me alone. And I guess since I wasn't all up on him, like, I don't know. He tried to get attitudes with me. And that's a, probably another reason why people tried to stay in his grace because they just didn't want to be like messed with. So, I mean, yeah, you don't want to get bullied. I guess you befriend a bully. So anyway, 
one day, let's just cut to what happened. I was at the Usher Stadium thing working with Petal's cousin. And he had walked over because it was dead in there. He had walked over and he was talking to us. And I just remember just not really giving him any type of like energy. Like, I just want to go home. You know, I wasn't giving him any energy. And it's laughable now because it's like, what did you get out of like assaulting? I was assaulted assaulting a minor like if you're 30 and you got four kids and I know that he had girls like what do you get out of this but um yeah I got upset about something I was just ignoring him I guess and my pen had dropped from off the little podium thing so I went to go pick it up and when I went to go pick it up is when I got assaulted um basically he grabbed my hair like knuckled my hair like angrily and yanked it I'm not talking about touch my hair swept it behind my ear no like yank like (laughs) if you were trying to take someone's hair out their scalp yanked my hair and started to like backwards jog back to the concession stand and when I look at him like why would you do that like what I was shocked I turn around and he's jogging back to the concession stand and he like motions like that he's like jerking off to me and like basically splats himself at me like motion wise and this is very like I know But I'm just telling y'all what happened. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what did I do? Like, what? I was shooken up so bad. And I just remember looking back at his cousin like, what? And, like, this kid didn't say anything. Like, everybody was afraid of this dude. Like, why are y'all afraid of him? And I was so upset. And I I just remember looking up to the ceiling. I'm like, (sighs) I just remember looking up at the ceiling at that moment and like I had lifted my head to the ceiling and I promise you I looked to the ceiling and there's a camera (laughs) angled perfectly at us perfectly all right let me take a break real quick I'll be right back (laughs) right back But yeah, the camera was directed right at us. And my initial thought process, since I did not like confrontation, was I was used to not really telling about certain things that was happening to me because, I'm going to be honest, I didn't always feel protected or that I would get justice. Um... But this time I decided, well, I'll just tell my parents. But when I told them, I wasn't expecting anything to come up out of it. I just felt like you need to tell someone that this grown man put his hands on you. Um, So when I got home, I talked to my mom and dad and they ended up like, of course, 
how any parent would or should be. They were very upset, very highly, highly upset. And the next time that I went in for my shift, they came with me and um, they told me to go get the manager. We talked to the manager. He took us into his office. And from there, we filed a report. And even just going through that report was a lot. Um, Having to write out everything, your mom and dad, like, (laughs) it was just, it was a lot. Um, And I even told him, you know, I was at the Usher podium or whatever. And he was like, okay, um, we're going to see what we can do. And I just remember my dad, like, if y'all don't do something about this, I will be back up here with a bat. (laughs) And I just remember, like, feeling like, yeah, okay. But now that I look back at it, it's really heartwarming because I didn't really feel that protected by people and not seeing that, wow, my dad risked being, you know, like, I guess thrown in jail because like you just threatened a manager, you threatened this huge company and to protect me or to show that, you know, I would do what I have to do to protect you. And I really thank him for that. You know, now I really do see like the length that he went for me in that moment, but my 17 year old self did not see that. I was just like, yeah, okay, dad. But now I just want to thank you, dad. for okay not trying to cry (laughs) for just even going to that length but yes um so they told us that they were gonna watch the cameras back and see what happened and from there they would let us know what happened um the next time that I came in for my shift the manager took me back into the office and he had let me know that pedo had been (laughs) yes y'all this is a happy moment for me today like yeah 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 we get business done like we don't sit up here lying we don't sit up here playing like yeah 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 all of that all of that all of that (laughs) but back then I was sad like I was like no (laughs) the inner me was like no he was fired he was fired and instead of like hey hey it's time to celebrate like what I was sad because I was like he has kids like thinking about him when he's the one that did this to me he has four kids and I didn't want him to get fired like I didn't tell this for that to happen like I dumb I have the right to call myself dumb at that time in that moment but right now I am happy because it's like okay at least you see people the job got done um And from there, like, I was uncomfortable. And honestly, they should have given me some time off from going through something traumatic like that. And even seeing the footage and knowing that, okay, this is real life. Like, they didn't. I should have at least gotten a week or however much I needed off because they could have gotten sued. Like, that's a minor versus a whole grown adult 
but I guess I went right back to work. They could have at least been like, here's some free movie vouchers or something. I don't know. They could have done something to make me feel like, I guess they felt like he's fired, so that's good enough. Get back to work. But anyway, I went back and everybody hated me. Let's just cut to the chase. Everyone hated me. They were mad. They didn't think it actually happened. <laughs> People were coming up to me and telling me, like, such and so said, you're a bitch. Like, everybody is talking about you. Everybody feels like you're a, like, really? Like, it was a lot on me. And this is why a lot of people don't come out about assaults. And whether it be, like, verbal abuse, whether it be, like, assault, getting assaulted or molestation or raped, like, (laughs) because it doesn't matter if you have proof or not, if that person is loved or if that person has some type of, you know, like, I don't know, I guess, value, people will choose them over the truth. And that is horrible. And even though I had proof, because he wouldn't have been fired, he was there longer than I was. So even though I had proof, they still did not like me. Let me run it back because I'm missing a part of the story. There was this one girl that went to my school and I thought we were pretty cool. We would talk here and there. And um, basically she was the only like really, really familiar face. Like we were cool. We weren't best friends. We weren't friends, nothing like that. But it was good to see her. She was nice, you know. She was one of the most people saying that never happened. Mind you, she was not on shift that day. She wasn't even there. And this girl that knows me probably like better or sees me on a more, you know, more times than anybody here at work, at school, she was calling me a liar. And I'm like, dang, you don't even know this dude. But, and you came and started working here after me. So, wow, you chose him over me. That really hurt. That really hurt. This whole situation was so traumatic. And yeah, I'm laughing, telling this story and stuff now. But at the time, like, that was horrible (laughs) to the core. It really hurt. And the work environment was just pitiful. It was disgusting. (laughs) It was disgusting. Um, the pressure just got to me. Nobody liked me. And now it's just like, okay, you don't like me and what? I'm still going to make my money. That's how my mindset should have been, but it wasn't. (sighs) Um, and I eventually ended up quitting. Plus like, you know, my birthday was coming up and they didn't even offer like, you can have off on your birthday. Like they they didn't give me no type of benefits from knowing that I had just been assaulted. Like, I'm thinking about that. Like, do y'all still have that clip? Because if you do, I'd like to have it and I'm suing y'all. But the, the reason why I'm telling this story is because 
trauma is something everyone in this world goes through, whether you know it or not. But there's a way to get out of the stronghold that it tries to have on an individual or you. So that's why I'm telling this story. But, you know, yeah, I ended up quitting and I was very paranoid from then on. Like, since I knew he lived in my area, I was always looking like, oh, I hope I don't run into him at the grocery store. Mind you, I never ran into him before. But after that was the last time I saw him. So I'm paranoid around my city thinking that this man hates me and has it out for me. I mean, the way that everybody else at work was acting, I'm like, dang, he must really have that gun ready for me because like they already over here acting like they ready to hurt me. Like I'm done at this job. They hate me. I was thinking he was going to do something like for real. (laughs) Like I was so paranoid and it was so sad. And I think I remember I, I was out with my friend and I don't know. I don't know if I just kept speaking it into existence. Your tongue is very powerful. So mind what you say, really mind what you say. I'm gonna find that scripture. Um, but I was just so, I think I just kept saying like, I'm so nervous that I'm going to see him. I ended up seeing him. I remember I was like, oh, I remember, sorry, y'all. I just said my friend's name and I have to cut that out because no names, but I remember I was like, oh, that's him. And I like hid behind her and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, do you think he saw me? And she was like, I don't think so. And then that was it. And I was just like, okay, like (laughs) I finally saw him. He didn't do anything. And that's that. And from then on, I just went on with my life and I kind of just like scooped everything behind my head. I, I, I quit the job and I was no longer working there. I no longer had to deal with the people that, you know, worked there. And the girl from school, I just avoided because it was like, wow, you didn't even come to me and ask if I was okay. But I hear from other people that you're saying that I was lying, but you weren't even there. Like that hurt me too. But the way that I was dealing with stuff was I was scooping it back and letting it just fall back to the back of my head and then just allowing it to vester and sit there and yeah but that was a story y'all it was and of course you're gonna have people that are like oh wow that's nothing compared to but like don't compare your or other things that you have heard to like my experience don't don't compare what you have went through to other people's experience because you don't know how they took that and I do have other things but this is the first episode. You feel me? Like, I'm not about to be out here, like, not about to sit here and, like, spill my deepest, most, like, you know what I mean? Not right now. (laughs) But I just wanted to give you all that story because that was very traumatic. And I've had to learn how to deal with that. 
and how to go about trying to heal from that situation, including others. You know, it wasn't cool at all. And I do not want anyone to feel like if they are being assaulted or have been assaulted that they should feel like they have to cover for the person because that's basically what I was doing. Um, I didn't want him to get in trouble. I didn't feel like, you know, I was upset at myself for even telling. And that's that's just being so cruel to yourself, you know. Um, you have to have more respect for yourself. You really do. And that's something I have had to learn to have for myself. Um, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, you know, the truth. So what anybody else says is just like, you just want to hear yourself talking. Like you don't even know what you're talking about. If I know what happened and there's proof, even if you didn't have proof and you know what happened, don't let anyone else try to play mind games with you and try to get you to feel bad about what happened when they didn't have to go through it. You didn't have to go through what I had to go through. So how do you have any say or think that you have any say, feel like that you can even say or speak on the issue when it wasn't you? You just have to start telling people to shut up. Like, am I talking to you? But were you there? Like, start confronting, like, we're not going to sit back no longer. It's time to get your mental together, y'all. Join this podcast. We we finna get into it because we're not playing games, like, for real. We're not playing games any longer. No. No. First of all, yeah, thank y'all for listening to that story because it was a lot. But let's get into how I got my healing. But this is what I said. You cannot... I repeat, you cannot do anything about what a person has done to you or how they have treated you. It is now in the past where it will stay. All you can do moving forward is use it as an example of how you will not allow someone to treat you, how you won't be treated, how you won't treat others, and move on. Now I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to break it down. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot do anything about what a person has done to you or how they have treated you. And I say that in a sense of you can't control what other people do. You can't control what other people say. You can't control their actions. You can't control someone else. You can only control yourself. All right? So you have you have no control over what someone else may put on to you. You get what I'm saying? You can control what you put out, but you can't control what comes in from other people because they're their own person. You feel me? And I said, it is now in the past where it will stay. What happened to me? And the story that I just told y'all, that's in the past. I can't go back to it. (laughs) The only place I can go back to it is my mind. Okay? But I can't physically go back because it's impossible. It's in the past. 
even something that happened yesterday. I can't go back to it. You know, it already happened. It's stamped. It happened. All right. That's what we have to realize. And even in your head, you have to. I don't know. We all have a choice. We all have a choice. And you can either decide, okay, I'm going to keep thinking on these things from the past that really hurt me, or I'm not going to allow these to control my life and where I'm going because I am not that issue. I am not that situation. I am not what that person has said about me. I am not who that person has said I was. I am not my past. I am my present and I am my future. You cannot go back to the past. So you have to make that choice, okay? All you can do moving forward is use it as an example of how you will not allow someone to treat you. You can't do anything about what a person has done to you, but you can set a boundary where as soon as you pick up or feel like someone is, you know, overstepping, okay, now I see it and I'm not going to allow that person to overstep the boundary that I have placed where I acknowledge what they're trying to do or how they're trying to treat me. You have to put your foot down because you're the only person that can protect you the way that you need to be protected other than God, okay? I'm just telling you. I mean, yeah, people can fight with their fists and stuff, but emotionally, y'all, that's something different. It's some it's a whole different ball game. Don't tell me, yeah, I can protect myself with this bit like, no, I don't want to hear any of that. Like, you can save that, okay? It's emotional, okay? It's inside where you'll be fighting. You are the only person that can deal with that. You can't put that on your partner. You can't put that on your parents. You can't put that on your friends. You have to deal with that yourself, okay? You do. And you have to remind yourself of how you will not allow someone to treat you and how you will. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. And I said, um, use it as an example of how you will not allow someone to treat you and how you won't treat others and move on. If you're living in the past, how can you see where you're going? If you're looking, when you're driving and you're constantly looking in the rear view, how are you going to know what's happening up front of you, right? Even like you in the present driving, how do you know if you're not like swerving, how do you know that you're not going to hit something in front of you if you're looking in a rear view the whole time? If you're living in the past, um, question, who, who's taking control? Because you're back there, right? But what about right now? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? That's what I was doing. I had been living in the past so much. And like, you don't even have to be that hurt. Like, 
You don't even have to be butthurt. Like, like I said, I was pushing everything to the back of my memory. I was pushing everything back, back, back. And I didn't feel like I was that hurt, but <laughs> I was definitely having all the symptoms of being hurt, even though I didn't show it. You know what I mean? But inside, I felt it. I was very sad. Very um, deprived of just life. (laughs) Very depressed. Very, very depressed. Somewhat angry. And just miserable. All I could think about was what happened to me. Why would people do me like that? Why would I let this happen? Why, why, why? That's where I was living. I wasn't living in my purpose. (laughs) I was living in my pain, okay? So this is something else that I said. I said, I used to hold on to the past. Trauma was something that felt horrible, but good at the same time. Not in a pleasurable way, but holding on to it as if to hold someone, whoever left the emotional scar, accountable for the mistreatment because I didn't feel I would get justice, not knowing it only hurt me in the long run. Woo! (laughs) Hey! I'm speaking right now. I hope y'all are grasping this because I'm giving like gems. I said, come closer, come closer. I said, I used to hold on to the past. Trauma was something that felt horrible, but good at the same time. Not in a pleasurable way, but holding on to it as if to hold someone accountable for their mistreatment because I did not feel I would get justice. Who feels me? Like, do you feel me? Feeling like no one, the person that did you wrong, like feeling like you have to hold on to that because the person that did you wrong, you can't, you feel like you can't do anything about it. So the only thing that you can do about it is keep that memory and keep that anger and keep that resentment towards them because that's all you have. That is horrible. That is horrible. Meanwhile, the person that did you wrong is sleeping soundly. I mean, drooling everything. They live in a good life, right? They are living the good life. And you're over here living where, living in the past on the page where they've been walked off that page, sweetheart. They're going where they want to go. They're going where they need to go. And you're still on that same page, on that same chapter where they left you. Let me tell you something. (laughs) People will do not... Okay. People don't get away with what they do just because someone hasn't gotten caught or confronted does not mean that it is not tallied 
a lot of people call it karma. No, it's God. <laughs> God sees everything. He is all-knowing, okay? That person did not get away with it. They have to answer for what they have done, okay? You're sitting over here sad like, dang, this person got away with murder. No, they did not. <laughs> no, they did not. And that's where a lot of my healing came from because you're sitting over here like this person gets away with it and I'm over here with the scar. Like it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. What can I do? All I can do is hold on to this hurt because that's all I have. That is the only feeling that I have. That is all I can hold on to. No, let that go. When people, you have to forgive. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. We getting into it, huh? And if you're mad, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. You're like, dang, I listened to this whole thing just for her to tell me this. This is how I got my healing and how a lot of people need to need to get they a lot of people need to get into it. Get into it, yeah. Like, get into it because forgiveness isn't necessarily for the other person to get off. It's more for you. That person is going to get dealt with. They think they live in a high life. They think they're having fun. But you don't know. You're living your own life. You don't know everything that's going on in somebody else's life. It's going to come back on them. Promise you that. Don't even worry. Promise you that. You don't even have to be wishing for their downfall. Don't do that. Because that could come back on you too. But just know that something down the road, you don't know. It could be the next day after they do you dirty. It could be two weeks. It could be two years. It could be two decades. It could be you don't know how long. But that's not your problem. What comes to them comes to them. Just knows going to. <laughs> that's how the world works. Okay? What you need to focus on is forgiving so that you can let go, you let go of the pain, the resentment, the bitterness that has dwelled in you from trying to hold on to something that wasn't yours in the first place. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish I was the listener because this sounds good. This is good. This is good stuff, y'all. This is good stuff. Why are you holding on to something that wasn't yours? Do you do you consider that a gift? Nah, I consider roses a gift. My favorite candy. Okay. Get me a new phone if you want to give me get give me a camera. Okay. I don't consider trauma or your nasty stamp that you thought you came in my life and you trying to destroy me from something whatever's going on in your head you tried to come in and take it out on me I don't consider that a gift and I'm not keeping it you can take it yeah you can take it back from where it came from you might want to return that back to sender in the name of Jesus <laughs> Because that's not my portion. And that's not your portion either. You have to learn to let it go. Don't be a hoarder. Yes. Hey, I'm speaking right now. Do not be a hoarder. 
you're an emotional hoarder. I was an emotional hoarder. Why are you holding on to crap? That's nasty. That's nasty. We be watching hoarders and people be having buckets of poop and stuff like that. And we think that's disgusting. But what's going on in your head? What's going on in your head? You have to question that. Am I holding on to buckets of poop that, you know, it's ill. And first of all, it's not even my poop. Like, ill. Like, think about that. People have came and dumped whatever crap that they wanted onto me and I'm keeping it. I'm hoarding that. No, you need a deep cleansing, a deep cleaning. Clean all of that out. Forgive those people. Like Latoya. I love her. She on YouTube. Latoya be like, forget them folks. Like, you need to forget them. <laughs> Y'all, you need to forget them. Forgive and forget. And the thing is, <sighs> it's getting real. I hope y'all, y'all need to come back. Come back. After this, come back, baby. Come back. Because this is not where it ends. You need more healing than just from trauma. We're going to get into a lot of other th- th- a lot of other stuff. Come back. Come on back. All right. We're going to have fun. It might be long, but you need it. Come back. I'm really getting into it. I'm really getting into it because <laughs> come back. Come back. You know how people say, I forgive, but I don't forget. I think that that's a good thing. It could be good and bad. Okay, it's good to forgive someone and not forget because you need to keep that memory so that you have discernment on how, like I just said, you will not stand to be treated again or what you will not let happen to you again, right? So you don't for you don't try to hold on to that. If you've forgiven someone, don't make it a contradiction and say, "But I'm not going to forget that because," da, 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 and you being petty. Don't do that because you don't you you feel me. You didn't really forgive that person. But if you saying I forgive you, but I won't forget that is, and you're meaning it in a genuine way, you're saying that because you're saying like, I'm not going to forget how I felt in that moment, how that person made me feel, what they did that caused all of this, I'm not going to forget that because I never want to be blindsided and allow someone else to walk in and do the exact same thing to me. So that's the good, that's the good part, the pro of saying forgive, but don't forget. The bad part is like what I just said, if you're being petty and you're like, I forgive you, but nah, I'm never going to forget because you did this, this and that, and you you hanging it over somebody's head. That's the bad thing because it's like, okay, so bro, you didn't really forgive me then. Like, what was the point of you saying that? Some people just want to be good guys and say, I forgive you so that they seem like the bigger person. I used to be one of those people. That's why I can talk on these things. So don't be like, oh, wow. No, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is because I used to be that person or I've seen people like that. But I'm literally telling you out of my mouth that I was that type of person. And there's two different ways. You can forgive from your mind and you can forgive from your heart. The forgiveness from your mind is just saying that you want to forgive this person because, you know, trying to be the bigger person or just trying to get it off of your mind, even though 
Why can't you sleep at night? Why are you still thinking about this person? Why are you still looking at their Instagram? Why are you still checking them out? Why are you still seeing what's going on? Why are you still thinking about the situation all the time? Why is it still playing back so much? Because you haven't really forgiven them. Been there. Um, (laughs) Been there. If you have forgiven someone, you can think back on a memory or back on that situation and it doesn't sting anymore. It does not hurt you anymore. It's just a memory. Let me say that again. If you have truly forgiven, this is how you know you've truly forgiven someone. If you can see them, hear their name brought up, think back on the situation, think back to just anything about that person or that place or just people and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't sting anymore. Okay. It's just a memory. Like, it's just like, dang, I remember when I used to be back at that moment. Like I remember, I remember like, wow, I've grown so much since then. Like, I can't believe that really happened. Like that's your thought process. Like it don't have to exactly be that, but that's your thought process. And knowing that you haven't forgiven someone is you look back at it and you're like, I can't believe they did me like that. If I could, Now I know what I would say to that person if I was in that moment. I would say this, this, and that. I should have said that. I should have said this. I should, like, you are, you're mad. You're still mad, baby. And it's okay because we're going to heal you up. It's not okay because you're lying to yourself. There's nothing worse than lying to yourself. Why? Because you have to live with yourself. And if you lie, that means that you can't trust yourself. So you have trust issues within. Been there. <laughs> like, yo, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I hope y'all really. Mm, mm. I'm excited for this podcast, y'all. We getting into it. We really getting into it. Like, you really have to forgive because if not, you will be holding on to that. And not only that, but everyone deserves forgiveness. And I understand a lot of people are like, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? That's not for you to be the judge. God is the ultimate judge. And you, you're not God. And I'm not trying to say you can't sit here and judge good from evil you can you can decipher what is good and evil because we all have consciences consciences but I'm talking about it doesn't matter what someone has done either way you need to forgive them why because you are not perfect either and you will have to be forgiven one of these days of you being alive on this earth and probably many times probably more than you can count because we are not perfect people. We are human beings and we make mistakes, period. We make mistakes. You're going to have to be forgiven. How can you, how can you expect to be forgiven if you don't forgive anyone else? Hmm? Oh, so you are walking contradiction. Really? How can you expect good when you don't even sell good? Hmm? Tell me that. How does that work? Right? 
right? So it don't matter if it's as small as someone took your pencil or if someone went inside the fridge and ate something that you told them not to eat. You have to forgive. It don't matter if it's as big as being assaulted or someone, and I know this might sound harsh and people might be like, nah, I can never forgive that. That's on you because what I tell, what I just tell you, you got to forgive everything. You have to. It does not matter. And it's hard because some people want to hold on to it, like I just said, because you need, you feel like you need justice. But even if it includes murder, you have to forgive. Not to say that, and the, here's the thing, a lot of people equate forgiveness with like, I don't know. They, they feel like it's the same thing as saying, come here, baby. Let me give you a hug and let me give you a kiss on the forehead, make you a glass of milk and give you a cookie, okay? Everything's okay. No, it's not like that. You should love, be loving towards everyone. But just because you're being loving, that doesn't mean society has put a whole different standard on love. And we'll get into that too. But love is grace. Like, Love is a lot of things, and we'll get into that, like I said, but just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you have to be all up under them or that you have to even like them. Like, that's not the case. I can forgive someone and be like, okay, bye. Like, I I still don't want to talk to you. We're still not cool. <laughs> you feel me? You, you still can't, you still can't connect with me. Okay, I'm not letting you back into my life because you've done this or I'm not even opening. You you let God tell you what you do with that person, but he don't he's not he's not this like person. God will not let you be a walking mat to anyone. Just remember that. He won't. He's not like, "Yes, forgive them, my child." And then what I want you to do is allow them to keep doing the same thing to you because he doesn't want to be treated like that either. When you ask for forgiveness from the Lord, he is seeing it as sincere. When you say, Lord, please forgive me for I have, you know, for the things that I that I did and, you know, I did this and I did that and Lord, I just want you to forgive me for it. Okay, he's seeing it as sincere, but then you do it again, then it's like, okay, you can still apologize, but like, then you do it again. And it's like, all right, see, now you playing with me. Now you playing with me. You know what I mean? Like he don't, he doesn't want to be a walking man either. You're not going to keep playing him and think that it's okay. Like, nah, he loves you, but he's not about to sit there and let you keep playing him. He's God. Come on. The creator of everything. Literally. You're not going to keep playing him. But that's the same thing. That's the same way that you have to stand up for yourself. You're not a walking mat. You're not about to let people keep playing you. You're not stupid. You are smart. So it's like, okay, I forgive you, but we're done. Okay, that was a season and it's over now. I see where your head and your heart is really at and I'm done with you. I forgive you though, but we're not cool like that. I'm not moving on. That is perfectly healthy (laughs) that is perfectly healthy that is a green 
juice, okay? Cleanse. That is so healthy. That is so healthy, y'all. That is so healthy. I wish I could talk and talk and talk, but I know that, you know, this is getting a little lengthy, but y'all, what I'm saying is forgiveness is definitely key in starting that healing process, you know, getting rid of trauma and even other things um, that you're going through. And it was hard. I'm not saying it's easy at all. It was hard. And like I said, at first I was forgiving with my mind and not with my all, not with my heart. It was just something I was saying so that I can continue to throw things to the back of my noggin instead of dealing with things. Just like, okay, I forgive them. Let's keep going. But then every now and then it pops back up and I'm hurt again. And then I'll put it back. Then it'll come back up. And it's just like, now you being spooky. Like, the trauma is being spooky because, like, why you keep popping back up like Annabelle? Now you're doing too much because it did not just throw you away in the trash and you trying to come. Why are you sitting on the couch? Like, trauma be having its legs crossed and everything. Don't sit there and act like you don't know. <laughs> and that's because it's connected. You have to let that, let that go. Let it go. Let it go, baby. It's not yours. It's not yours. It's not a gift that you want. It's not a gift that you need. And stop being a hoarder. Period. <laughs> so, you know, forgiveness is key, y'all. And while I have y'all, let's get into the scriptures. So, a few scriptures that I have um, before I close this podcast out because we did amazing for our first episode very proud of us <laughs> I don't I don't even care how many people hear this as long as it gets to at least one ear I just want even just that one listener to know that I'm not only doing this for myself but I'm doing this for you and I like I just love to help people and I love to help myself too and I'm growing I'm not perfect and that's something that has to be, you know, said. But it it just feels good knowing that I can help other people. So thank you in advance right now. And thank you, Jesus, for giving this to me. I just want to thank you in front of everyone. Ah, emotional. I want to thank God for giving me the voice that I have and just the platform to even have the courage to step out in faith and do this so thank you lord thank you heavenly father um so we have ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 instead be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as god through christ has forgiven you we have um collisions 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 let me see colossians colossians then we have Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Sorry, no. Okay. Um, and then we have, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. And then it says, but if you f- refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Matthew chapter 6 verse 15 
And that's really true. Like what I said, you know, you cannot, you can't expect to be forgiven when you won't even forgive people. You can't expect love and care and decency out of other people when you don't give that. Because what you give out is what you get. And I'm not trying to sound like that sort of person, but it's the truth. Come on now. We all learn that. You treat others how you want to be treated. So <laughs> it's in the Bible. Um, And then there's Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Like, <laughs> Peter, like, I only got to do it like a couple times, right? And Jesus said in Matthew verse 18, uh, and Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 22, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven, not literally 70 times seven because that stops, but just he's basically saying like over and over and over again, you know what I mean? Like, He's saying like continuously, never ending, never ceasing. Like you always forgive people. Okay. And then we have first John chapter one, verse nine. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So <laughs> y'all. Okay, I have backup from the word. I have backup from the word of life. I have backup from our father. So, you know, you can take this if you want to, or you cannot. You can be like, I thought she was going to say something else and she didn't. And you can get upset if you want to, or you can just listen to what I have to say and some people aren't even Christian. Some people don't believe what I believe. But if you like me, keep listening. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll find something that you've been looking for. Maybe. But, <laughs> and I pray that you do. But, you know, y'all, life is just so much more than our pain. And, like, it's become a thing where pain is supposed to be normal. Heck no. I'm not living like that. Like, so you're telling me that life is all pain and suffering with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of pleasure. <laughs> like, that is nonsense. That's not how I live my life. My life is definitely has switched around. And it's only been a... I'm not even going to tell y'all how long it's been. I want y'all to guess. Like, I'm just so happy. Uh, like, joyful. I'm joyful. Look up what the difference of happiness and joy is. Like, I just want everyone to get to that point. Like, I want that for everyone. Even people have, that have done me wrong. You know, I just want everyone to just be in a place where you don't have to be in pain. You don't have to hurt others because you're in pain. You don't have to go through that cycle, you know? It's just beautiful when you actually see what life has for you, what God has for you, everything that you thought that you would never have. And then it's just like, dang, like, wow. Like, dang, like, wow. Hey. Mm. Like, dang, like, okay. 
it's just wonderful. He's very, very good. Um, but yeah, my life is the other way around. I choose and it, it's a choice. It really is. It's a choice. I choose to live my life in pleasure and knowing that this life is not perfect. I know that I will have moments. I will have seasons and things that happen to me that aren't pleasant, that are, you know, painful, that hurt, but knowing that it will not last forever, that nothing lasts forever, you know? So that's how I choose to live life. And that's what I've been getting. That's what I receive for myself. That is my portion. I speak that into existence in the name of Jesus. And I speak that into existence in the name of Jesus for anyone who has ears to hear and that is listening for all my listeners. Ooh, I feel the power of God. Okay. I speak that into y'all's life right now in the name of Jesus, that you would just get that freedom that whatever is holding on to was just released because that is not that's not for you that's not for you do you hear me that is not let me get closer do you do you hear me that is not for you I'm just so excited for this journey like this was actually fun like I made this podcast to help other people but also I like to hear myself talk and I like to talk (laughs) and I don't have many people to talk but it just feels really good being able to do this and I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode we got into it didn't we like I'm not about to come up on here making my first episode about like like nothing like come on you got to come harder than that like and I I feel like I brought that like can y'all tell me like let me know if I brought that like I feel like I did like with my shoulder and everything like I came in and I stomped but (laughs) I thank you guys for listening so much. I pray that you come back and that you enjoyed it. You know, I'm your friendly friend. Like I'm here to give you advice. I'm here to talk. Like, come on, you know, my number, my number is affirmations with Rachel Renee. You can call me anytime, like (laughs) come and listen every week. Okay. Like I'm going to be here every week. Okay, (laughs) any songs that I use in my podcast will be in the description. So check that out if you're trying to know what song it is. You don't have to Shazam or anything. (laughs) Go ahead and check that out and I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye bye.